The John DeBella Podcast, 102.9 MGK. This popped up on Reddit. I saw it yesterday, and it's it's actually a dated story. It goes back to October. And, and this this woman was having a wedding, all right? All right. It was in October. The unnamed woman says she was marrying her fiancé of nine years. Her name starts with the letter C. Okay. His name starts with the letter M. All right. All right? She tells the woman who's going to make the cake. That she wants to have on top of the cake, CM, you know, engraved in two hearts that are come together. All right. All right. So the cake arrives and her father turns to her and said, he said, what's the U for? And he goes, what are you talking about? It ends up that the way the hearts were set on the cake, oh all right, that the two of them are interlocking, the center of it looks like it's a U. So it says across the cake, CU. M. Oh, man. <laughs> Talk about fondant. <laughs> you know, it's Which like, tastes better? Uh, you, you want a piece of cake? No, I, I really don't like the icing. <laughs> the John DeBella Podcast. You know the bands. You know the songs. This is the history behind them. Classic Rock 102.9 MGK presents... Song Stories. Song Stories being brought to us by a Matt Blatt Mitsubishi, located in the heart of Glassboro for over 30 years. And today we're going to play, well, that song from that guy comes from a phone call that I got one time that actually went like this. 1029 MGK. Hey, John. Hey, you. Yo, can you play that song by that guy? Yes, I can. All right. So, so I want to play that song by that guy. And in my case, when we talk about that guy, uh, we're talking about the patron saint of morning radio, uh, Peter Gabriel. And I want to explain that to you in itself because uh, when I started in radio, uh, a guy that I started with, we literally both started at a station on Long Island on the very same day, right? Ray White, who was the greatest disc jockey I ever heard. I learned more about doing interviews of how to talk to people from Ray White from just listening to him and and being like my best friend in radio for the until I got Pierre. <laughs> and unfortunately Ray passed away far too young, but Ray was a huge Peter Gabriel fan and a huge Genesis fan. And when I got to the station at that time back in 1976, I mean I was not really that into either of them. So by the time Gabriel left Genesis, Right? It didn't mean anything to me, right? But it sure meant something to Ray. And I just, and he was playing Peter Gabriel like crazy. So I started referring to as the uh, patron saint of afternoon drive because that's the shift that Ray did. I right. did the mornings. Right? When I came here, I didn't have Ray anymore, but the muscle memory had me saying that mm-hmm. in my head. So I decided to make him the patron saint of the morning zoo or morning radio. Right? When we were in London, at Capital Studios, Capital Radio is a, a you know a, a radio station in London. They have studios that like you could have an orchestra in. Wow. And this one studio that we were in was really really big, and it had a grand piano. And on the day that Peter Gabriel was there, even though it was early in the morning, I convinced him to go to the piano and sing something. Right, and he decided to sing "Here Comes the Flood," not the most popular Peter Gabriel song of all time, and it's early in the morning, so it's affecting his voice. But ladies and gentlemen, from London, Peter Gabriel at the piano. Button. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. The John DeBella 
podcast. And you know what? You know what we got to do because people are asking questions like crazy this morning. We've got to do ask me anything again tomorrow for All one right. last time Fine. because somebody just texted in, John. Tell the sledgehammer story. I need to know it because I don't think I need. You don't, I don't know the sledgehammer when sledgehammer so. came out. Right, and, and and Peter and I, it was the, the, the so album was just so good. Right, and when that came out, I, I was in shock over some this one radio station in Cleveland. Right, uh, uh, yeah, it was in Cleveland, W E B N, which I said stood for We're Educated Below Normal. Okay, all right, and they refused to play it because they said it sounded too country. It sounded like something the Beverly Hillbillies would be playing. Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Have right, they ever right. seen the Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> right. So, so I got insulted by that and said, look, I need some help from you folks. And I went out and I bought uh, 93 hammers. <laughs> all right. Because we were MMR. We were 93. Right. So I bought 93 hammers and I had padded envelopes and I wanted them all to have different handwritings on them. Okay. So I set up a little table on the corner of 19th and Wallace Street and asked people to stop down and just fill out the address oh onto God. these envelopes. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we sent out 10 every day. <laughs> every day for the next 10 days, we sent out 10 of them, right? And eventually, we got a message. They donated them. The radio station donated them to, like, Habitat sure. to oh, or Humanity yeah. or something like that, right? And, and, then, and they sent us back a message Okay, we got it. We made a mistake, right. and they added nice. the record. <laughs> Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. The John DeBella Podcast. A 41 and done flashback. And to tell you the truth, I had planned something completely different for this flashback this morning. And then I bumped into this. And uh, it's hard to believe that... I'm pretty sure that when he arrived at the show, he was coming. I know for a fact he was coming from California. Okay. Right? And he had just appeared on The Tonight Show. And we said, look, the only way we're going to believe that it is you is if you bring something from The Tonight Show with you. Okay. Right? Jerry Seinfeld shows oh, up in the studio. Wow. All right. And he's got the sign from his door. Uh, from his dressing room okay. door that they put because they put up temporary yeah, sizes yeah. to his dressing room. This is, and that's what he brought with us with him and taped to the side. We used to have this cart that had all kinds of albums and stuff. I remember it. that cart but, lasted up until I think we moved upstairs. Right, right, yeah. It was uh, Rolling Thunder was the nickname for okay. that cart, right? And uh, and his sticker was always on the side of it that said, you know, Jerry Seinfeld of Tonight Show. Right, uh, so when he came in, this was this was at a time that you know most radio stations people weren't putting comics on the air, okay. right? You know, and uh, most of America really didn't know about him. Yeah, he had been on the Tonight Show. I'm not sure if it was the first time he was on the Tonight Show, but it was one of the earliest appearances. And because of this, we got him to appear in Atlantic City as well Ooh. years later, because okay. he, you know, he 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 always you know he loved Philly. And you know he he uh, you know uh, uh, Stephen Starr is one of the first people who ever put him on stage. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, during the course of this interview, right, we called Stephen Starr live on the air, <laughs> right, and woke him up out of bed, right, to have him talk to Jerry Seinfeld. 
But Jerry Seinfeld, here he is. I I, I don't have a year on this, but it is uh, it, it's probably like maybe eighty four, eighty five okay. at best. And uh, you know, and I started out by asking him because of, of being bi coastal. Right, you end up uh, spending a lot of time in the sky. Yeah. Do you mind flying? No, I love flying. I especially like the little airplane bathroom. I love uh-huh. that little room uh-huh. because I got so much equipment in there. You know, they got that little razor. They had a slot for used razor blades. I saw, like you know, people are shaving on the plane so much that they're using up razor blades. <laughs> you know what I mean? As the, like the Wolfman is flying in there or something. <laughs> but. <laughs> Those little bags of peanuts. Who did the market research that we're all dying to have peanuts at 35,000 feet? Do something to eat quick. Yeah. Maybe it's a flotation thing. You put one, you hit the ocean, you put a peanut between each toe and swim to an island or something. (laughs) So you have something to trade. Yeah, right. I have have peanuts. (laughs) Smoked almonds. I was in first class. Oh, yeah, the almonds in first class. The pilots must get uh, macadamia nuts. (laughs) Sounds like you do a lot of pondering in the shower. Yes. Oh, the shower. I shower stuff. I think a lot of shower stuff. Somebody just gave me a shower radio. Oh, yeah. You know, which is what you want because there's no better place to dance than a slick surface next to a glass door. <laughs> you drive a lot, Jerry? Oh, yeah. I drive yeah. all the time. You have, no, no, but you prefer. Which way do you, do you prefer driving in New York or do you prefer driving in L.A.? Well, I like riding in cabs in New York because I like a guy that takes a chance with my life for three bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a ripped T-shirt. Yeah. Whose I'm, name you can't pronounce. His name is All Consonant. I think. That's right. Eight consonants in a row. <laughs> the face. that They have a face. This is their only qualification to be cab drivers. The Taxi and Limousine Commission insists you must have a face, and they show that on the license that this guy has a face. <laughs> Do you get offered, uh, you know, have you been offered... TV, yeah, TV yeah, but I don't really. I, I really like. Com- I really wanted to do stand-up comedy. That's why I got into this. I mean, if something else comes along, it have to be really good. And the chances of that, as you can imagine, are pretty slim. I don't want. I don't want to, you know, be uh, weenie the wacky neighbor. You know, <laughs> or, you know, you want. You don't want to be one of the dads. No, I look at those three guys in a house. Who's got the butter? <laughs> <laughs> Now, now you you are uh, known uh, within the business to other comics as probably one of the the best observational comics in the business today. Yeah. So if I just threw topics at you, could you? I could observe them. You could observe. Yes. Right. I could actually tell you what you're saying. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Let's see. How about? Um, well, you're going to be at the Sands this weekend, right? Casinos. Casinos. Uh, they're big. People walk through casinos. Most of them are looking for the bathroom, I think. That's why they have those little buckets in case they don't make it. (laughs) And everything is across the casino, wherever you go. It's 15 bucks, the slots. Every time you try and get somewhere, you just got to walk down that slot aisle. Go ahead, something else. Uh, Movies. Uh, I'm getting tired of getting ripped off on the popcorn. Okay, they got those horse buckets with the ear hooks. (laughs) People with jujubes, they have to roll them down the aisles like barrels. Can we get some normal sizes in there? (laughs) What about, uh, you know, Time in general? Time? Time magazine, you mean? Well, well, it could be Time magazine or it could be... I I find yourself having enough uh, enough time. No, I don't have enough time. I try and save time, but you can't save it. You can't save it. You save it, but it doesn't add up. No matter how much you try, at the end of your life, there's no extra time. You'd be going, wait a minute, there's got to be some time here. I had a microwave oven, Velcro sneakers, clip on time. What about that? (laughs) 
Okay, okay, what about Time Magazine? Time Magazine, Time Flies. <laughs> and you are there. Actually, I think Time sits on the back of the toilet and you are there. <laughs> you get to speak to that operator. That's right, Judy. Judy. I tried to go out with her, but she's standing by 24 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> What is they say? Time cry. You ever see people crying in the community? They show people crying. Have you ever seen someone crying reading time? Is this an emotionally stable person, would you say? The deficit. <laughs> it's John DeBella. Hey, funny man. Say something funny. Classic Rock 102.9 MGK.